Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We are in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 7, and we began with a previous episode and looking at the next encounter that Jesus had. And this one was with some Pharisees and scribes that had come really to check him out. They'd come from Jerusalem to, to see what it was that was going on with this supposed teacher that everybody was talking about. And so I think there's some really good principles for us to pick up here, and some really serious truths for us to understand and live out. So let's go back to Mark chapter 7, verse 1. It says this, The Pharisees and some of the scribes gathered around him when, he had, when they had come from Jerusalem and had seen that some of his disciples were eating their bread with impure hands, that is, unwashed. So as I said in a previous episode, here come these religious rulers, and they see Jesus, and they apparently had experienced some of these things around what's going on. But they noticed that some of his disciples, some of Jesus' disciples, were eating their bread without washing their hands right, according uh, to the traditions of the elder, according to the traditions of how they interpreted what the Lord meant in the Old Testament when he said to do such things. So, yes, God gave them some rules. God gave them some instructions. He told them what to do. Then they came along, and this man always does. They built on those rules and made them the rules of man and made them the traditions of elders and really heaped a burden upon the people. And this has been going on, folks, for hundreds of years. Now, remember Mark in verse 3 and 4, he gives us a little parenthetical statement, which is a statement which explains why this was important. And this gives us understanding that a lot of the readers that Mark was writing to right here were people uh, from a, Jew a Gentile background, not a Jewish background. So verse 3 says this, For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they carefully wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And when they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they cleanse themselves. And there are many other things which they have received in order to observe, such as the washing of cups and pitchers and copper pots. And so he explains what's going on here. Now, verse 5 says this, The Pharisees and the scribes asked Jesus, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat their bread with impure hands? And so they're, they're asking him a question. Okay, that's fine. You can ask him a question. From their perspective, it's a legitimate question. That's okay. They wanted to know why something was done like this. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, what was the attitude of their heart? You can probably tell by the way that I actually read the question, you know. Yeah, I think they were trying to examine some things, yes. I think some of them might have been confused. I think some of them had already decided what they thought about Jesus. Watch how Jesus responds to this, okay? And it's, it's not a short response to several verses. We probably won't get through all of them today. But just notice something here, and this is so important for us. Verse 6, And Jesus said to them, Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. 
but in vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. So how does the Lord respond? He responds by giving them the word of God. Rightly did Isaiah prophesy. So he ties in this prophecy of Isaiah, and this is out of Isaiah 29, that this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. So he's saying, this is what you're doing. And when he said that Isaiah prophesied of you hypocrites, Jesus calls them hypocrites based upon the word of God. He responds with the word of God, and then he applies the word of God and bringing forth the answer to their question. And he say, what well, you know, Isaiah told us about folks like this, prophesied of you hypocrites, it's been like 700 years before at least, that you would honor me with their lips. And this is God speaking. These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. So that's the point of hypocrisy that he's nailing them with. He says, you honor me with your lips. Oh, yeah, everybody, you say the right thing. It sounds great and it sounds wonderful. But your heart is far away from me. And then it, he continues, but in vain do they worship me, teach it as doctrine the precepts of men. And he says, you worship me in vanity. You worship me in vain. You don't worship me the right way. You say you're worshiping. You go through all the stuff that is laid out within the scriptures of how you're supposed to worship me, but you don't. Why is that? Because your heart is far away from me. And then he said this, that they teach as doctrine, in other words, as truth, as teaching, the precepts of men. You're teaching the understanding of men. You're teaching the doctrine and precepts of man rather than the doctrine and precepts of the Most High God in His Word. Folks, this is one of the greatest problems within the body of Christ today is this same exact thing. And I'll tell you how it'll manifest itself. <laughs> Trust me, I know about this. I just had a recent encounter with it, as a matter of fact. And it's cool. It's fine. But it just it sort of dumbfounds me. It really does. You see Jesus, whether he's dealing with the religionist right here or whether he's dealing with Satan when he's being tempted, he answers with the Word of God. I will forewarn you about something. If you respond with the word of God, people will respond. <laughs> now, sometimes they'll respond and they will hear the word. They'll hear the word and I go, oh my, yeah, okay, that's great. And we need to respond with the word of God. But let me tell you what the religionists are going to do. The religionists are going to literally sit there and say, oh, you, you need to quit quoting the Bible at us. I've had that said to me repeatedly. You need to quit quoting the Bible at us. And then they'll say this, uh, oh, wait, you, you come across as holier than thou, okay? You come across as spiritually arrogant because you're quoting the Bible. You know, if I need something out of the Bible, you know, uh, I'll, I'll go look it up. I'll go look it up. Y you will be accused in that way of being spiritually self-righteous because you use the Word of God rather than what you think. Folks, it's real simple. If somebody asks a question, if you are encountered in a, in a situation and the response that crosses your mind is something out of the Word of God, which are you going to use? Are you going to respond with the Word of God? Are you going to respond with something that you think or something that you want to say? 
And it is. It's amazing to me that you'll sit there and, and you'll say something, and then people will just get all smarmy and all snarky with you and literally laugh at you because you quote the Word of God. And it's not because you're sitting there trying to act like the Bible answer man or that you know 20,000 memory verses. No, it's nothing like it. It's that you're trusting the Spirit. And what did Jesus say? Jesus himself said, hey, don't worry about this. Don't worry about when you get hauled before the kings and the powers that be and all this kind of stuff. You know, when they ask you something, don't worry about what you're going to say because in that moment, I will give you the thing to say. Let me tell you why. It's a hard thing because sometimes it's people that are your friends and your family members and people you respect that will literally sit there and belittle the move of the Spirit within your life because all of a sudden the Spirit gives you a Scripture passage or it gives you insight or it gives you something from the Scripture that can be applied to this moment and at this time. And what do they do? They belittle it. They want to turn it against you. You know, the Lord told us about that, that this type of resistance would come from those closest to us, okay? So we're not surprised by it. So what do we do? My time's up. I might continue talking about this later. I think we just follow the model of Jesus. When Jesus was dealing with these things, you see him speaking forth the Word of God. Folks, keep speaking forth the Word of God, and let's see what he does with it. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you in the next episode.